What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. What are we doing? Mom, dad, how come I can't get any shoes for school? Mom, dad, how come we can't go here? Baby, how come we can't get into a home? Baby, why can we not get a mortgage? Baby, why why are we in check systems? Baby, why can't we not open up a checking account? Baby, why can't we not get in a car? Baby, what, what, what? How come I can't? How, because you're not. What's happening? No capping. We with AO, about to get a plate. Oh, pull up to the table. Let's go. Almost 80% of millionaires are actually self-made. Uh, this means that they got rich by working the vision that they put forth and they are getting the fruit of their labor. <laughs> That's amazing. We usually focus on this show and how millionaires make their money, right? But today I want to focus on how they spend it, how what they spend it on and what they do not spend things on. There are things that wealthy people just don't buy because it doesn't have value long term and it hurts them financially. And I want to talk about some of those things today. So I'm going to talk about 10 things you need to stop buying if you want to be wealthy and stay wealthy. I want you to be aware of these common money traps that uh, so many people tend to fall for it, but I want you to avoid them. But before we jump into it, you know I got to start off with at least two important things. The very first one is, yo, listen, if you're still rocking with me and you're not hitting the subscribe button, please hit the subscribe button. If you've been watching my videos, right, and you have not hit the subscribe button, email me. Let me know what will it take for you to hit subscribe because I am really, really focusing on really trying to put out more content that helps you, that helps you get to your goals, that helps you get to your financial goals, that really helps you maximize this year. And another way you can maximize this year is to actually purchase a home or to actually refi your home into a better interest rate. And I've partnered with the best mortgage company in the world to do that, and that is Churchill mortgage. Let me pull up their notes uh, because I absolutely love what they are doing. 
Um, you know, Churchill Mortgage is actually doing something that is very, very competitive for today's market. And it's called the Home Buyer Edge by Churchill Mortgage. Uh, this gives you the best chance to purchase the home of your dreams during challenging times. You're going to get a lightning fast certified pre-approval through the Churchill Mortgage app. This is not just through a computer, but you're going to have an actual human being, an underwriter, look at your loan and say, you know what? Here you go. We look at your finances. We see this. We see that. We can work with this. We're going to give you a certified pre-approval. You're going to know real buying power with the home buyer consultation. So you'll know exactly what you can afford, what you could do. Um, you're going to compete with cash offers and win in multiple offer situations as a certified home buyer. So because you have that certified home buyer uh, pre-qualification, uh, that that's actually like cash. Like, yo, listen, we can go to closing much faster with this because underwriters have are actually already seen this. But here's what I really love. You get your interest rate for 90 days. So it gives you time to actually look for a home, right? But here's the sweet part of the deal. They're going to give the seller a $5,000 seller guarantee, which provides the seller earnest money if the purchase agreement is canceled due to financing. You see what I'm saying? So you're going to come to the table with a certified pre-approval. You're going to come to the table knowing that you got your, your interest rate locked in. You're going to go come to the table so you can go to closing real quick. And trust me, Churchill has purchased all of my homes. They financed all of my homes. And I was in and out of closing quick. Why? Because I had a certified pre-approval. But I didn't have access uh, to this Home Buyer Edge program to where they can get an extra $5,000. And they're rolling out some brand new first-time home buyer assistant programs to assist you with down payments. So listen, go to anthonyoneal.com slash Churchill. That is anthonyoneal.com slash Churchill and tell them Anthony O'Neill sent you and get into a home today. But I want to jump straight into it because what are some things that uh, wealthy people uh, don't buy? Here's number one. They're not buying lottery tickets. Okay. This is CNN. This, this, they're not buying lottery tickets. CNN says 40% of lottery players make on average $36,000 a year. The average lottery player makes less than $40,000 a year. <laughs> I was doing some research on this, right? And CNN says... The poorest players spend about $433 per year. So you're already making less than $40,000. And so from this stat, it's saying the poorest. So I want to say right around $25,000 a year, $20,000 a year, but they got enough money to spend $433 per year on the lottery tickets. I was, I'm going to break this down for you even more. I did the math. If you invested um, $433, you know, for 10 years, $433 for 10 years, that's $9,266. It's not a lot of money, but listen at that. That is a lot of money to someone making $33,000, $36,000 a year. Wealthy people are not taking their money and going to gamble it on lotteries. Now, yes, they may go out there and invest into something like real estate or maybe some stocks or maybe even cryptocurrency. And, and because 
at least those are a little bit more better proven stuff. But they're not taking their money over to the lottery. They're not trying to go guess their numbers. Are you playing the lottery? Are you gambling your money? It's a good question to ask. Number two, they're not spending their money on extended warranties. 55% of people never use their extended warranties, their extended car insurance warranties, their extended, their extended home appliances warranties. They, they just don't, they do not spend, I, I don't do that. When, when I purchase cars, I tend to purchase cars three to five years old, and sometimes they come with the factory warranty on them, right? And uh, I just, I will not invest more money into the 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 extended warranty because you will hardly ever use them more than half proven do not use them now let's say for an example you go over to CarMax CarMax actually gives you a warranty uh with, with a lot of their cars and the CarMax actually has good cars I mean good warranties now I'm not saying that an extended warranty is not good to have what I am saying is it's good to have but I'm not paying for it if you want to put it inside my car deal when I purchase it, cool, no problem. No problem at all. I have no problem with you doing that. If, if I buy, um, every time I go into Amazon and I buy something, get a, get a three-year extended warranty, I'm good. When I buy appliances, get, a, get an extra two years extended warranty or get a lifetime warranty on this refrigerator, I'm good. Because believe it or not, man, these people are actually building these cars and these appliances and these things actually really good right now. Because here's the truth. They don't want you to use the extended warranty. They want to sell it to you so you can have a peace of mind. But in the back of their heads, they do not want you to come back and see them to fix the product down the road. So they're making these cars and these things actually, for the most part, pretty good. Because they don't want it to come back. But they want more of your money. And wealthy people understand. Extended warranties? Uh, ain't, that ain't really the move. But I want to be honest. I am not saying that something would never happen to your car. Like the engine will never go out. I'm not saying that something would never happen with what you purchase. Here's what I am saying. Um, it's not worth you spending another five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 on extended warranty when you could just put $5,000 in your emergency fund, let that sit there. And if you use it, cool, great. If you never use it, guess what? You still have your $5,000. You were prepared for the issue. But if an issue never came up with your car, you still have your money. I remember one time I went to purchase my car. It's my very first car. My very first car that I purchased. Man, I got everything in the books. Man, they sold me on it. We're going to put you on a tent. And man, they was like, yo, we're going to give you um, an, an, an extended warranty on your car. What do you want? Do you want an extra three years, 36,000 miles? Do you want an extra five years? I said, yo, man, what, what's best? It just, you know what? As, here's the best one. You already get uh, three or four years or two years with it. I can't remember what it was at the time. It'll give you extra three years. We're going to also put in there because you want to make sure your car is protected. 
we're going to give you the free maintenance. I said, well, how much is that? It's an extra $2,000. I said, oh, sign me up. Maintenance? All changes? $2,000. I need to do an oil change, what, like every 10,000 miles? That was only good for like, I think, one year or two years on, on, the, um, on the planet. When I went home, man, I had paid extra $2,000 for maintenance, another $3,800 for um, extended warranty. I put uh, $400 of a tent on there. Man, I did all this extended stuff. I had about an extra $6,000 on top of the car. This was, before I, this was before I worked in a car dealership. When I got inside the car dealership, you know how upset I was? Do you know how much markup are, is in the warranty package? They can mark that thing up to whatever they want. They start high. So you can come back and say, no, well, what if you cut it off in 50%? Oh, you, yeah, because you're such a valuable customer. This extended warranty, instead of for charging you 3000 we could do it for 1500 You know why? Because they're only, they're only paying actually $500 or $600 for the warranty. Wealthy people are thinking about all this up front. Wealthy people saying, you know what? I'm good. Let me go ahead and get my money. I'm going to keep my money. I'm going to put this money to the side. I'm, I'm going to put some extra money to the side for the car. Once it gets past the, the, the warranty, if you're purchasing a brand new car. But really, uh, you should, shouldn't have. Uh, shouldn't be purchasing a brand new car unless during this market inflation time, the brand new car is cheaper than the used car. Um, but if you're purchasing a used car, what you need to do, you are your extended warranty. And, and here's what I would recommend. If you're following my plan, you're out of debt, you have a fully funded emergency fund in three to six months, I will go ahead and just put another, you know, two grand, $2,500 into your emergency fund that's specifically for your car. So that way, if something was to go down, at least you have $2,500 extra in your emergency fund and it doesn't impact your three to six months. But... If you never have to use that account, use that money, you can let it sit right there. But I'm going to tell you right now, car dealers, man, they're jacking up these prices. When I bought my my my, uh, my Porsche, right, um, the guy was like, yo, man, this is what I mean. We can put a 10 on there. I was like, all right, bet. How much? He was like, man, it'll be uh, $8.99. I said, $8.99 for a daggone 10, bro? Because, I mean, you're driving a Porsche. You know, I said, I don't care what I'm driving. It's still Windows. I can go back home and get this thing done for like $350, $899. I mean, you can't get them for $350. I said, watch me. <laughs> I called my boy who 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 uh did my other car. I said, yo, bro, I got a Porsche Panamera. Um, you know, well, how much is it gonna cost me? I put him on speakerphone. He said, all right, bro, we'll do uh we normally charge about $399, but we'll throw it to you for $349. I said, oh, thanks so much, bro. I said, that's all windows. He was like, Yeah, that's all windows and the windshield. I was like, oh. Okay, on the speakerphone. I'm sitting like this. I'm like, oh, that's, that's all windows? He's like, yeah, that's that's all windows plus the windshield. I'm looking at the guy like, he was like, I said, okay, cool, man. When can y'all set me in for an appointment? He was like, uh, I'll text you and let you know, but I got you. I was like, all right, bet. I called him at the shop. I hang up the phone. He was like, hey, man, this is what we'll do. I said, I don't, I didn't want to hear what y'all can do. Because you tried to knock me upside my head, man. You think I'm you think I'm you think I'm young, bro? Yeah, I'm young, but I ain't no fool. 
I'm trying to tell y'all, man, when they when they're trying to sell y'all these extended warranty things and these maintenance things and 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 all this stuff on your appliances, your TVs, your computers, and all this type of stuff, man, listen, that ain't that ain't the move, Shotty. That that's not the move. Just put the money in your savings and you become the warranty. You become the warranty. So, so number one thing. Okay. Number one thing, rich people don't buy. They don't buy lottery tickets. They're not out here just wasting their money. Now, listen, they may go gambling. They may go to Las Vegas, but they got money to do that. Right. They, 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 they're strategic with that kind of stuff. They're not buying extended warranties. Number two, because 55% of us average people never use them. So that means the company is walking away with free money, but you had a peace of mind. And for a peace of mind, you wasted your money. Have the peace of mind with your money in your bank account so you keep the peace of mind and you keep the financial cushion there just in case something happens. So if you're going to spend the five grand, why not just keep the five grand in your savings, have the peace of mind. If something comes up, you still have a peace of mind because you have the money to pay for it. Here's number three. Here's number three. Bank fees. Uh, wealthy people, you guys, are not overdrafting their bank account. Wealthy people do not have overdraft protection. Wealthy people are actually sitting there budgeting and managing um, their 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 checking and savings account. Wealthy people are not out there just swiping the card and just saying, you know what? I don't care how much they do it. I want that swipe. Want this swipe. Want this swipe. No, no, no. Wealthy people are looking at their bank account two to three times a day. Wealthy people are looking at their budget two or three times a day. Wealthy people have accountants. Wealthy people actually have a game plan for their money. Wealthy people are telling their people their money, what to do and when to go and do what they want them to do. <laughs> Wealthy people are investing their money and saying, you know what? Hey, go out here and have sex and have kids and have duplicates to bring me back compound kids, AKA interests <laughs> on my money. Wealthy people are telling, is telling their money what to do. Rather than, rather than actually giving their money over to another bank in fees and in interest. Wealthy people. Wealthy people's cost on average households $132 per year. $132 per year. This is a stat from my friends over at Digit. I know you're saying, well, that's not a lot of money. No, that is a lot of money that you just threw away. That $132 in today's day and time could have got you a full tank of gas, probably two full tank of gas in this high um, high economy right now. $132 could have paid maybe your your your, your insurance bill. That $132 uh, probably could have bought you at least at least a half a month worth 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 of groceries. 17 billion nationwide each year goes into overdraft fees. It's a it's it's a business. <laughs> it is a company. It, it is a machine. Do you know what we can do in America with 17 billion dollars right now? Do you know how many families can 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 we can save? We can sow into with 17 billion dollars. But now what we did was because we're not good stewards of our money, we actually funded somebody else's dream. I'm going to say that one more time. Because we don't know how to steward our money because we have no problem 
paying somebody else an overdraft fee because we don't have a plan for our money. We are actually sowing seeds into somebody else's vision, into somebody else's legacy plan. We are sowing seeds into someone else's children's children because we didn't know how to steward well. So what we did was swipe, I don't care. And Billy Joe Bob and his wife is thanking you for not caring because you're sowing into their legacy. Our penalties is somebody else's reward. Our penalty is somebody else's reward. Let that sink in. Every time you overdraft and every time you pay a penalty, somebody else is smiling. Thank you. They're saying, thank you for being dumb. Thank you for not being wise. Thank you for not being a good steward of your money. Thank you for overdrafting your account because you're paying my account, because you're sowing seeds into my kids, because you're allowing me to build wealth, because because of your foolishness, I am rich. Not just your foolishness, but half of the world's foolishness, because half of the world is living on check to check and they need overdraft protection. And, and that's fine. I'll continue to give them their money, but they're going to pay me my money too every single time because some of them are repeat customers and they don't care. They live off for thousand dollars, but they overdraft their account. Do you know that every time you overdraft your account by one transaction, you get a fee on every single transaction. So if you overdraft transaction five times, that's five times $35. If you overdraft your account by 10 times in one month, that's 10 times $35. It's foolishness. So you are sitting here getting your money. You're feeling good. But somebody else is saying, thank you for being dumb. Thank you for being unwise. Thank you for making mistakes. Thank you for not budgeting. Thank you for not living below your means. Thank you. 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 There are kids who don't even know your name. There are kids saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And your kids are saying, mom, dad, what are we doing? Mom, dad, how come I can't get any shoes for school? Mom, dad, how come we can't go here? Baby, how come we can't get into a home? Baby, why can we not get a mortgage? Baby, why why are we in check systems? Baby, why can't we not open up a checking account? Baby, why can't we not get in a car? Baby, what, what, what? How come I can't? How? Because you're not being a good steward over your money. Wealthy people, they're not helping other people come wealthy because of immature decisions. Wealthy people are partnering with other people to build wealth, but they're not paying penalties. They are gaining interest, but they're pay, they pay very small in interest. They definitely don't pay penalties. This is, this, this is good right here. I hope, I hope this is registering with some of you all. I, I hope that you're getting exactly what I am saying right here. Because some of you right now, every single month you're paying penalty fees. It's time for you to get on a budget, y'all. It is time for you to start thinking about the caliber of your decisions. What decisions are you making that's impacting you and taking away from your family or your future family? Number four, junk food. Wealthy people, the average non-millionaire spends about 47% more on groceries than the average millionaire. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna say this one more time. I'm gonna say this one more time. 
the average non-millionaire spends about 47% more on groceries, non-millionaire, than the average millionaire. And, and one thing I'm learning as I am growing and evolving and, and, and my circle is evolving as well, I'm, I'm, I'm around more wealthy people, right? They eat differently, yo. <laughs> yo, they, they just eat differently. Man, these people, I'm not going to say they just are just healthy, healthy people. No, but they eat differently. They shop differently. They, they, they really have a... They really have uh, um, a game plan on, you know what? I want to stay healthy. I know my money can't keep me healthy 100%. I got to eat healthy. And man, these people, man, they eating healthy. And they're not buying a bunch of junk food. They're not that they're buying a bunch. Now, let me be honest with you. They are buying a lot of wine. I mean, wealthy people love wine. And they love high-quality wine. But you don't see them buying gummy bears and twigs and candy and cookies and chips. And I mean, no, nah, I mean, you the average wealthy person I go into, man, they they got they got a lot of wine for sure. Um, but they have a lot of water. They have a, like a lot of 100 percent juice. They have like a lot of uh, caffeine, non-caffeinated drinks. They 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 just have these uh, sparkling waters. Like they, it's it's pretty clean. And probably the most sweetest thing in their kitchen is probably going to be their wine. I remember walking into the grocery store one day. I just moved here to the DMV area. And I was like, man, I'm hungry. I said, you know what? Don't waste your money on like on, on any fast food. Just go pick up some food and um, just come back home and cook. So I said, all right. So I, I go to the grocery store for the first time. And I got halfway through grocery shopping and I had to go get a brand new uh, cart. Because when I looked inside my cart, it had a bunch of junk food. Man, I had bought those little, um, I bought Twix. I had had those Oreos, and, and it wasn't the black and white Oreos. It was the gold Oreos with the double with the double stuff in between it. Oof. I had bought some Fruit Loops, some, some Fruit Loop roll-ups. I, I had some some gummy bears. Man, I had Sprites in that joint, son. I, I, I mean, I had some ice cream. It was my strawberry shortcake ice cream. Oh, my gosh. But I didn't have any food. Food. I, I didn't have any chicken. I didn't have no steak. I didn't have no fish. I had a bunch of junk food. And I'll never forget, I got on the aisle with the canned foods and I picked up a, um, uh, a can of uh, corn and greens. I put it inside of my cart and I was like, dang, this is the only thing I have in my cart that is actually good. That is actually food. So I put the two cans back up. Carried the cart all up to the front. Told the cashier, so sorry, I don't need none of this. I got to start all the way over. They looked at me, rolled their eyes. I really didn't care. <laughs> I got me another cart, and I went right back, and I started shopping for good stuff. Now, I'm not saying I didn't get no junk food. What I am saying is I, I went back differently. Let me get some chicken. Let me get some seasoning for the chicken. Let me get some steak. Let me get some protein that my body can use because I mean right now I'm trying to get back in the shape you know what I'm saying I'm trying to get this this body cut 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 so when I go to my summer vacation ooh we yes 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 and Oreos ain't gonna do it for me but wealthy people understand 
that if they want to stay wealthy, they got to stay healthy. And staying healthy doesn't eliminate all sweet junk food, but it does eliminate a lot of it. So, wealthy people are not buying junk food like that. Are you buying junk food? Are you shopping hungry? Do you go in the grocery store and you just get all the things that you like, but not the things that your body needs? Not the things that your body, that fuels uh, your body? Think about that. Here's number five. Uh, interest fees, a.k.a. racking up debt. You know, uh, a, a, you got to avoid, and you really have to stop thinking, stop saying, you know, let me just put this on credit cards and clothes and shoes and cars, you know. Uh, um, listen, why are we racking up debt? And right now, we're starting to get out of the whole credit card stuff now. We're starting to get to these whole buy now, pay later pro, um, pay later programs from your afterpays, from your car. Uh, I forgot the name, Klarna or something like that. It's, I mean, this is ridiculous. Wealthy people are not, they're not paying a lot of interest like that. They're not. Credit cards. Why do you want to pay an interest fee? Like, why do you always want to put more money onto yourself when you don't need to do it? Why? Why? Like, here's my thing. Y'all know me. I am the author of Debt Free Degree. I wrote that book about three years ago with, with Ramsey Solutions. And I, man, and we, we, we had a huge success with this book. Um, and you guys, yo, instead of for taking out student loans and paying interest, why not get scholarships? Why not get a part-time job? Why not go to in-state school versus out-of-state school? Why not choose... Maybe to go to a community college, get all your undergrad stuff out of the way to transfer to an in-state school. Because if you do something like that, you won't have to take out student loans, you know, and you can really sit here and spend some time to go to get your education without racking up debt. And you will be great. But Anthony, I got to go to Harvard. Anthony, I got to go to Yale. Anthony, I got to go to this school. But let me ask you this question. When is the last time you walked into your doctor's office, your lawyer's office, or your trainer's office, or your friend's office and asked them what school did you go to before they did the operation? No, you knew once they walked in, they were qualified to do what they do. I asked my, my, my lawyer one time what school did he go to, and that was only because I was, I was thinking about it because I just did a show about it. Outside of that, my new lawyer now, I ain't never asked him, and I really don't care. Because I know he is qualified to do what he does. The school doesn't make you. You make yourself and you make the school. Bottom line. You make yourself and you make the school. I think student loans is one of the worst things that has ever happened to America when it comes to funding. I get it. Some of y'all going to blast me for it. Oh, my God, Anthony, student loans that help people get the education, help them land a dream job. Okay, I get you. But, man, I, I, I talk to my friends over at Church Hill. I, I talk to people who are in the financial world, and they're telling me, man, some of the reasons why, a lot of reasons why people cannot qualify for a home mortgage is because of their student loans. The wealth gap between us right now that's preventing African Americans and really minorities from really building wealth is one debt uh, two, um, uh, student loans inside of the debt. 
and, and really three, the lack of education. And here's another thing that I've learned from, from a lot of uh, millionaires, um, especially when I uh, was on the team at Ramsey, they did a study with over 10,000 wealthy millionaires. And one of the things that I learned after they did the study and studying that study is that, yo, um, self-made millionaires actually took advantage of paying off their home mortgage early. They actually say, you know what? Let's pay it off. Let's wake up. On the first of the month, we just have our regular expenses, but we don't have any mandatory bills. Wow. Wow. I can't wait to pay off my mortgages. <laughs> I, I, I'm grinding right now so I can do that. Because I, I just really want to make sure that I have the freedom. And I want to be, I want to think and act like wealthy people. One of the things that are making wealthy people wealthy, or or I would say, yeah, I said that wrong. One of the things that that's having and helping, yeah, let's put it like that, that's helping um, everyday people, average everyday people, middle-class people, go from average everyday middle-class people to um, average everyday wealthy people is the tech industry. You see, the tech industry is is um, producing um, hundred thousandaires to even millionaires. I had the opportunity to sit down with a young kid um, about uh, not a young kid, a young man about two to three months ago, back in January, I believe, of 2022. And this young kid went from making twenty five thousand dollars a year to about one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in nine months. Because he got into the tech field and loves what he is doing. And do y'all know that there are only 3% African-American minorities inside the tech field? So if you're watching this and you're black and you're sitting at home saying, yo, or you're a minority sitting at home saying, yo, I hear you, Anthony. Don't invest in, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. Um, um, but Anthony, I, I need some type of help to get my income up. Well, I've got something for you today. Bethel Tech is a online Christian boot camp that, that's nine months long, very, very affordable, giving all of my tribe members $1,500 off, $1,500 in the scholarship. And let's say if you're really, really, really struggling, but you're an excellent candidate, man, they're even uh, finding full scholarships for some of my people. Full scholarships. And what I love about this is already close to 200 of my family members, you, like you, my tribe, have already registered for this program. They are already making money. They are already doing things and changing their lives in the next nine months. So this is what I want you to do. If you are unhappy at your job, or let's just say you want something new, and you're ready to go from 50000 to 100000 60000 to 110000 I want you to consider changing your career field and getting into a field that there are not a lot of African-Americans, but there's so much money potential in this field. And think about this. You can change the next nine years of your life if you dedicate the next nine months of your life to get into education. And what I love about Bethel is they even help you get some interviews in the tech world. Go to anthonyoneal.com slash Bethel. That is anthonyoneal.com. 
dot com slash Bethel. I will drop the information in the show notes. But if 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 you really want to change your income to help build wealth, consider going into the tech field. It's massive. And I'm also going to link uh, the shows that I did with Bethel so you can really understand what they're doing in today's show notes because it was a powerful, it was just a powerful interview and I love exactly what they are doing. So um, we talked about rich people, wealthy people uh, don't buy lottery tickets. That's number one. Number two, they don't buy extended warranties. Number three, they avoid bank fees. Number four, they do not purchase a lot of junk food. Number five, they avoid interest fees and they avoid racking up debt. Now, this next one is actually, uh, some of y'all are going to get a little a little bothered by what I'm saying, but I really don't care because it's my show. Um, leave it in the comments. I read all of my comments. And trust me, I pay attention to some of y'all who just trolling and being rude and being disrespectful in there. Uh, but, you know, I still love you and I appreciate you for actually helping my engagement rate up. So keep trolling, keep being nosy uh, and, and keep helping my engagement rate. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, uh, number six. Wealthy people are not investing in lame dates. I'm going to say it. Wealthy people are not looking for gold diggers. Ooh. Um, wealthy people are not looking for uh, men and women who are saying the only way that the only way you can show me how you invest into me is spending a lot of money on me. Wealthy people are being very strategic on who they surround themselves with. You know, Kevin Samuels said something. I was thinking about doing a reaction video to it, but I really don't. Um, I, I really don't. Unless he specifically says something about money, do this with your money. Um, I don't need to do no reaction video because I respect everyone's opinion. Uh, but he said in his video that young man, if you go to her and say, hey, you only can spend this amount of money on dates. Like if he comes into that with that, he says, F that man. And I was like, wow. So he was pretty much saying, F you, Anthony. Because I'm not going to drop a lot of money on you on the first date. I'm not going to do that. I'm not saying we're going to Starbucks. I'm not saying that we're going to Burger King. And what I am saying is I'm going to get creative I'm going to treat you like a queen, and we're going to have a great time on a date. But please believe, Shadi, wealthy people are not out here trying to drop $1,000, $500 on a daggone date when we first met. Ain't nobody trying to do that. Who are doing that are people who, who, who is a good one, who are doing that? New money. That's who's doing it. These are young men who just got into money, and they want to show you I got money. Seasoned wealthy people, seasoned people who are good stewards of their money understand, I got to show nothing. Really, they don't, they don't want to show you anything. <laughs> they want to see, are you there for the right reason? A woman who doesn't ask for nothing gets everything that she wants. A woman who can just be a woman and be loving, supporting, caring, sexy. She gets everything that she wants. A woman who loves God, who understands purpose, who understands vision, who understands the mission, tends to get not really everything. Uh, let me backtrack. Maybe not everything, but they get a lot of things that they want. 
because that man wants to please her. And trust me, we understand, we can see when a woman is only interested in money. Just because, you know, she got a big old booty or he has a very nice chest doesn't mean that they're spending money on them. It doesn't mean that just because you look good, man or woman, that you are going to get a lot of money spent on you. It's not happening. I, I met this gorgeous, I mean, y'all, listen. Uh, she was an IG model type. And when we started talking, you know, I started hearing some of the things that she was saying. I was like, yo, you got, you got me twisted. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not that guy. I, I'm just not. And let me say this too, because I often talk about my life as a single man. And I often talk about some of my experiences. Um, very rarely do I talk about my positive experiences, but I do have a lot of positive experiences. But my positive experiences don't really come up sometimes because it doesn't really uh, add value to uh, what I'm teaching. But I want to say this, man, I have dated some amazing ladies. And some of those ladies, we didn't work out because we just had different visions. We had different assignments in life. Some of them we didn't work out because of my lack of communication. I'm going to be honest. Uh, some of them didn't work out uh, because of um, um, them probably wanting to go back to an ex or even just go a different route. Because not every woman likes Anthony O'Neill. Uh, and they probably learned some things about my lifestyle and what I like to do. And they probably saying, you know what? This is not a good fit. And I respect that. Uh, but... What I am saying is we've men, ladies, we are around women sometimes that are not in it for the right reason. You also you, you get tired of men always wanting sex. Men get tired of women always talking about money. And you don't have to necessarily verbally talk about money. Your actions can be talking for you about money. For me, man, listen, I was going out on a date and I was uh, talking with one of my wealthy, wealthy friends and, and he just got engaged. He was like, yo, bro, you know the first date I took such and such on? I was like, what's up? He was like, man, it was a Groupon date. I said, shut up. I was like, bro, she never knew. Like, she knows now when I tell the story, but when I went there, to pick her up, man, I, I, I bought the Groupon um, and just spiced up the Groupon. He was like, have you ever bought something cheap to eat and then you went home and you just spiced it up? You added your own salt, your own paper, your own flavor, and man, it turned out great. I was like, man, I've done it often. When every time I go to Mexico, I gotta do that. <laughs> you know, and he was like, that's exactly what you do with dating, man. You don't have to ball out and spend $200, $300, $400, $500 on a date. Bro, you can spend $50 on a date. Um, um, you can spend $20 on Groupon and maybe put $20, $30 around that Groupon date. And, man, they'll, they will think that you spent $250, $300. They'll be going home calling their girls, like, oh, my God, girl. Look what he did. This, oh, he picked me up. And we went to this nice little situation. Girl, I know he dropped some money on that girl because he lied me. I mean, really, man? He really did. Um, 
I'm no dating expert. Don't desire to be a dating expert. I'm not a relationship expert. Do not desire to be a relationship expert. But one thing I am learning is um, experiences matter. And, and, and if we can create, if you can turn a coffee shop into an experience, brothers, do it. And then when you get the playbook on how to turn a coffee shop into an experience, yo, come teach me. You can turn a picnic into an experience, a nice experience. You can turn a walk in the park or a walk on the beach or a walk on the lake into an experience, a nice experience. Wealthy people ain't out here dating and spending three, four hundred dollars on every single date. Because some of us are out there dating every weekend, meeting somebody, and there's nothing wrong with dating. But the last thing you want to do is say yes to everyone you've dated and you got to say no to the wife that you selected. It's, it's so funny to me. Why do we show up so good for tryouts, but then barely show up for the finals? We find the one and we don't even show up for that because we're so tired from the tryouts. We tried her out, her out, her out, him out, him out, him out, him out, him out. <gasps> She's the one. Now we're tired. We don't have the financial resources. We don't, we don't have the mental space, the mental capacity, because we showed up so hard in the tryouts. Got to the finals. Can't say nothing. Can't do nothing. Can't take her nowhere because you ain't got no money. Can't show up and be there for them emotionally because you, you gave it to everyone else. Wealthy people are not spending money on lame days. And let, let me tell you why they're not spending money on lame days. Right. Let me let me let me let me let me let me go to the next one, because they don't believe in wasting time. Let me tell you something right now. It's easy for me to be like, hey, babe, here you go. Here go a hundred bucks. Here go a thousand bucks. Here go this. Go do your thing. It's easy. That's easy. Bye. Wealthy people value their time just as much as they value their money. If I give you an hour of my day, 30 minutes of my day, 15 minutes of my day, it's because I value you. I value you because I value my time. Someone who's serious about building wealth is serious about their time because their time is money. I can't stand dating someone who is late all the time. It bothers me. I can't stand working with people who don't show up on time. It bothers me. I can't stand people who do not value my time because I value your time. Wealthy people value their time. They do not waste their time. They don't waste their time looking on Instagram and looking at what she's doing, what he's doing, where they went, what they bought. The wealthy people are not trying to keep up with what everyone else is doing. No, wealthy people are spending their time on how to grow. What are they? They're reading. They're listening to podcasts. They're spending their time to grow, to mature, to evolve, to game plan, to strategize, to come up with new ways to produce more money, new ways uh, to bring better team members in to take the company to the next level. I'm not saying they're never on Instagram. They're never looking at the shave room on Instagram. No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is the majority of their time is spent growing. It's, it's spent evolving. It's spent learning. It's, it's, it's spent on working. I mean, I remember when Clubhouse first came out. I don't remember when Clubhouse first came out because I got on there like three months, four months after they came out. Y'all, 
I was on Clubhouse every single day, 24-7. And I started, I started noticing how my production was going down on the things that was making me money. And Clubhouse was not making me any money. I will wake up, Clubhouse. I'll be in the shower. I'll be like this in the shower. Yeah, um, then I'll go back to the shower. I'll be using the bathroom on the toilet. Clubhouse. I'll be eating. Clubhouse. I'll be in the bed like this. Yeah, so uh, let me, let, let me uh, reset the room. Um, welcome to the Sister Judge Room. Please make sure you follow all the followers. Um, please make sure you follow all the moderators. <laughs> moderators will be dropping some amazing value. Yo. I remember one day I woke up in the room that I fell asleep in. Now, I'm not knocking Clubhouse. I'm not knocking social media at all. But what I am saying is, how are you, how are you maximizing your time? Man, we all want a little bit of entertainment. We all want to jump on IG and jump on Clubhouse and have a good time. But man, even lately, man, I, I told myself, man, I'm jumping out. I'm not going to be on Clubhouse every single day. I'll jump on there a couple of, you know, you know, I'll say about a, maybe about 30 minutes, 30 minutes to max an hour every now and then now, just to, you know, catch up with some of my friends. But I'm realizing time makes me money. Time builds my family. And one of the things that, that I'm working on as a man is I value my time so much that I'm a little selfish with it. We've recorded whew, five shows today. I'm tired. And when I get off when I finish recording this show and we upload it for you all to give you value, to help you go towards your goals, one of the things that I've learned is that I don't want to talk to nobody. But I know that when I get done and if I am, I am in a, a committed relationship or when I get married and have kids, I got to give my time to my wife. I have to be able to give my time to my kids. I can't just you know, go home and just go in the get in the bed and go to sleep or just go upstairs and just watch TV. And I can't do that. So now I'm training myself now to use my time wisely because wealthy people understand if I can give everyone else that amount of time, I need to be able to give me that much time to invest into myself, to build wealth and to build my family. Wealthy people spend their time Family, wealth generating, growing, then entertainment. Number eight, I got three more things for you and we'll end the show. Taxes. Wealthy people are not paying as much taxes, right? Uh, wealthy people pay taxes, some of them. But some of them figure out a way to lower their tax liability legally and ethically. Um, they're not allowing the IRS to take their money and to issue them a refund with no interest or penalties. Isn't that funny how 
middle class, we get so excited about our refund. Uh, but as I started making my kind of money and as I started learning from, you know, my mentors, man, I was like, heck no, I, I think getting a refund is stupid because it just means that you're not really, you don't have a strategy in place to keep your money throughout the year and to pay little to nothing in taxes, right? So every year I want to cut them a check because they keep my money. They give me back no interest or penalties. And that was my money. But the moment I owe them money, day one, I get penalties and interest. From day one, I hold them from their money. Heck no. Wealthy people is like, nah, man, let me, nah, 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 I'm good. I'll cut them a check and I'll cut them a check when it's due. They filed the week of April 15th. They pay that check right there. Listen, wealthy people are not paying a lot in taxes. They're paying what is owed after they have properly written off every single thing that they can legally and ethically do. So I recommend that if you really want to be like wealthy people around your taxes, um, if you have a business, get you a good CPA. If you don't have a business, man, you need to really find you a good tax advisor that can advise you on, hey, listen, here's what you need to claim on your W-2s so that way you can actually break even at the end of the year and you can keep all of your money up front. You can take that money and invest it. You can take that money and pay off debt. You can take that money and put into your savings account. You can take this money and really be wise. Speaking of savings account, yo, listen, you need to check out prize pool. You need to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings because, man, they are offering some major, 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 major interest rates right now. And they're giving you points, man. And here's what I love. They just came out with a brand new debit situation. I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but I want to get this to you because I'm really trying to make sure I give you all as much as you possibly can, uh, um, as you can, as I can, so you can reach your goals. But, man, I just learned that... They are actually minority-driven, have a heart for minority people. They're coming out with a debit card, and they're going to reward you for using their debit card from your savings account. That's that's beautiful. That, that is beautiful. So you put money in your savings. They give you 0.30%, which is, uh, I mean, massively higher than the average savings account out there. FDIC insured. They're going to give you points and do drawings throughout the entire month, anywhere from $100, $500, $10,000, just for you parking your money in the account. If you have a savings account and you need access to that savings account real quick, they're going to give you a card so you can get access to that real quick, and it's free. There's there's no minimum balance. There's nothing. So go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings and check that out, all right? Um, here's the last two things. Keeping up with the trends. You know, they're not wasting money on luxury goods, bottom line. They're not, you know. I'm not saying that they don't have any, uh, but they're not buying every single luxury item out there. I just recently purchased my mom her first Louis Vuitton purse. She's 58 years old. The most expensive purse she's ever had was a coach purse. A coach purse. She went 58 years living below her means. 58 years not following, you know, trends. Everyone was having Louis Vuitton. Everyone was getting Gucci. My mom was like, I'm fine with coach. I'll get that when I feel like I can financially afford to spend $3,000 on a purse. 
but she will rock the heck out of her coach purse, even though it's not as trendy. So I was like, Mom, for your 58th birthday, God has blessed me. I'm going to take you to the store. And I did just that. I took her to the Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton store. I said, Mom, pick out any purse that you want because you deserve it. She raised three kids. And between her three kids, me and my little brother, man, we put her through some stuff. My sister put her through her, through some stuff, but she she put her through some more some stuff more mentally. Me, me and my brother made my mama had to come up to the schools and 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 argue with people. You know, she's been through some stuff with my father. Like my mom has sacrificed so much for our family. Not a perfect mother, but a great mother. I said, Mama, I got you. Let's do it. You know, let's do it. What what I've learned from from wealthy people is like they'll drop three thousand dollars on a purse, they'll drop three thousand dollars on a duffel bag, but it's like they know they'll be able to keep and use that for years, years. And I'll end on this: they don't do impulse buying. They're thoughtful, they're strategic, they're intentional, because they value their money. And they value their time. Well, Anthony, what does time have to do with impulse buying? It was their time that produced the money. It was their time that produced the wealth that they had. They got up and worked. They got out there and pushed it. So they understand, like, yo, I spent all my time to get this wealth. I'm not about to just throw it away like this. So we talked about 10 things that you need to really keep in mind, okay? To keep your wealth and to build wealth, you need to avoid lottery tickets, avoid um, extended warranties, avoid bank fees, avoid junk food, purchasing a lot of junk food. Um, you need to avoid debt, avoid the late fees, avoid taking people out on lame dates, avoid them. I was about to say something else. I'm not going to say that. Don't waste your time. Uh, taxes, keeping up with the trends, and do not impulse buy. Instead of for buying these things, invest that money into your retirement accounts and some other solid investments. Okay? If you buy a luxury item, make sure you have the funds there. And why do you need three or four Louis Vuitton purses? Why not just have one good purse and maybe another coach purse on the side? And you go back in between the two. Here's today's scripture. Proverbs 21, verses 20. In the house of the wise are, are stores of choice food. And oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 20. Today's affirmation is the choices I make today are preparing me for a better tomorrow. Let me say it one more time. The choices you are making today are preparing you for tomorrow. So repeat after me five times. Type it in the notes if you're watching me on YouTube. Say it out loud if you're listening to me on podcast. The choices I am making today are preparing me for a better, a much better tomorrow. Y'all, it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. I love y'all. Man, I love doing this. Hit that subscribe button. Join the family because I got some great things coming your way. Love you. Peace out.